bougie show, the bougie show. Tell them it's the bougie show, the bougie show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turn up, turn up. We're going live in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Boozy Show. We are live out here in NoHo. That's North Hollywood, California. My guest in front of me is a mother of four with a master's degree. She's an author, entrepreneur, a bona fide hustler residing out of Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, the former Brazzers contract star is in the building. The one and only Miss Madison Scott is in the building, y'all. Your proof. Thank you. Thank you so much okay. for having me here. I really appreciate it. Uh, hey, that was a great intro. Thank man. you. I appreciate it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, because, you know, when Brian sent the name and I was like, I know that name. Then I looked it up and I was like, wow, she had a hell of a run. Um, my first question to you is, why are we here? Why did you decide to come back to this? to the adult film industry. Yeah, so um, I'm applying to PhD programs in the cinematic arts, like media arts and practice. And um, ethnographic research is embedding yourself back into the community. So for PhD research, I'm actually doing uh, films. So starring, producing, directing in films for actual doctoral dissertation research. So you're going to get back in front of the camera also? Yes. Okay. And be behind the scenes? Correct. Okay. Are you going to be shooting for companies or is this going to be all yours? Both. So uh. I'm going to do, I am going to shoot for companies. I have talked to browsers. Um, okay. I'm getting new boobs in nine days. Uh, so after the healing process of that, I'm going to kind of look at all the different options in terms of contracts and like the best opportunity for me moving forward. Um, I did start in OnlyFans a few weeks ago. It went like top 4% in like three weeks, less than three weeks, which was crazy. I had no idea it was going to just blow up that fast. How did you, how did you, uh, I have so many questions for you. Um, I don't want to lose my my, my thought uh, because we want to take this nice and slow. Um, When you, the physical demand it takes on your body, being that you've, you you know better than anybody because you've done it before. Mm -hmm. Did it take a, as far as psychologically, did it take a moment? How much time did you have to really evaluate to really be like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger on this and do it again? Um, I think, honestly, I went to Taylor Swift's opening night of the Airs tour, okay. both nights actually, like okay. in Glendale. And I just realized, like, she had re-recorded all of her albums because she wanted to own her Correct. intellectual yes. property. Yes. And back then, like, I started in the adult industry. I was 18. I didn't own my intellectual property and times have changed, right? And so I was like, I want to take that playbook and utilize that for my life and really turn that around and be able to own my own IP. Because I've made, you know, the top adult companies in the world hundreds of millions of dollars, mm. but I got paid pennies on the dollar. Mm. I felt like, I mean, mm. thousands. I, I was paid very well in yes. comparison to many other right. adult film but stars. And I'm very grateful for the yes. life that I've had. I would, I will never, ever, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm very appreciative. Um, and being a contract star for Brazzers, the second ever female was a huge opportunity for me. And I, I don't take that for granted either. Um, but coming back into it, I really want to focus on, uh, reinventing myself and giving even, cause I'm a method actress. Like Mm -hmm. I started TV film acting classes in college at 16. Like this is very, it's not just about the sex for me. It's very much about the craft and the art and the project. When I was 18, it was very much just. I had an agent and they, you know, I got work and I went and did it. But in my mid twenties, I really started to find myself and really started to direct and produce my own content and do trade content and really care about what makeup artist I was using, what stylist I was using, uh, what music I was doing, whether I was using a script, like who I was shooting with. I really cared about the chemistry of who I was working with. And that was something that I like grew into over time and that you can only kind of get from experience in the industry. So coming back into it, now it's, I'm even more methodical about Mm -hmm. it, right? Like every scene that I shoot, I want it to be with someone that I have chemistry with, that we can shoot a really great scene, that there either is a really cool, fun plot, or I get to do cool stunts. Um, So like if I shot for Brazzers, I would want it to be like a really fun scene where I actually got to do some really cool shit that Uh I want to do, not just like what they want me to do. 
So I'm taking a lot more control over uh, being in front of the camera and then behind the camera, I've always had a really good eye for photography and being a model, you know, lighting and angles Correct. and like all the things. So I've, I'm really excited to see uh, how I can blend kind of mainstream and adult moving forward. Madison Scott joining us on the Bougie Show. Um, <laughs> wow, that was uh, uh, um, very informative. And um, you touched on how the game has changed. Like when you were doing it, there was no OnlyFans prior to it. Right. When, did you, when did you get out? Yeah, I got out time? before OnlyFans blew right. up, before there was really even a chance Content to, creating and all that, to right. do it. Yeah, it was just like companies and being a contract star like that was a huge deal like making it as a contract star back then was like you hit a peak uh -huh. there was nowhere to go from there right. Right? right like so I had been in the industry from 18 until my mid-20s and mm. that's like a long time Stretch, for man. people to be in the industry like most people get out very quickly like they're in and out of the business so for me it was a very it, there was some longevity there and there was a big loyal fan base and i would go to a conference and see 120 foot posters of me hanging down from the mm, ceiling and mm. just be like how is this my life like this is crazy that this is real and uh you know going to avn with all my favorite stars like the late great jessica james love her um yeah. you know i have so many scenes with her that i that haven't even been released that I'll never release because she passed and I don't uh -huh. think it's right to even if she could monetize content. even if you put it out and gave the monetization to her family you don't that wouldn't work for you her family would have to okay it yeah I mean um, you would get their blessings first if I got you. blessings then I guess it would be different but um yeah she was a real friend oh, okay. to me Sorry. beyond just like shooting together like I really genuinely was friends with her um when I got diagnosed with breast cancer yeah. she came to my house and like cried with me on the couch and uh -huh hung out with my kids and I got a very different side of her than got like it. everyone else, else in the industry got. So I feel like I've had a lot of those, like a lot of the girls in the industry that like party with everyone else. They actually like hang out and yeah. have like intellectual conversations uh, right, right, with, with me. Right, right. And I feel really special for that. So you um, first, we want to applaud um, you for dropping your daughter off to college recently. I thought that was pretty dope. Thanks. And um, so you gra you one who graduated with a master's degree from Arizona State University. Um, talk to me about your recent biography, Not My Parents' Daughter. Yeah. So Why that title? Because I'm not. Um, <laughs> my mom, Crystal Methhead, uh, lives in a trailer park in mm. Kingman. Didn't, haven't really had a relationship with her my uh -huh. whole life. Um, my dad is just emotionally unavailable uh -huh. and had gotten remarried when I was in middle school and I had gotten kicked out and lived in a group home and I'm really just not my parents' daughter. Like I Appreciate legitimately that. am I didn't come from right. that big beautiful came you from know, a broken home. Yeah, yeah I came from a broken no, home quite, yeah. and uh, I wanted to make something of myself and I make allowed, sure you gave your kids a yeah, better I, I was a teen yeah. mom mm -hmm. and I did kind of repeat some of those patterns from my parents in the beginning and I wanted to learn how to break them and a lot of people will say the industry is probably not the healthiest way to do right, that right. but for me it actually did allow me the financial freedom to spend a lot of time with my kids when they were little and uh -huh. do really amazing things with them uh -huh. and I'll never knock the industry right. for anything because it gave me so many opportunities right. so many fans it gave me a platform and it allowed me like true time to spend with my kids that most parents that are working corporate nine to five jobs when they have to go back to work when their kid is like six weeks old. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have that. I actually got to take my kids to the science center in Disneyland every weekend. And with browsers, I only had to shoot two days a month and I made five figures a year and I got to enjoy my life. So mm. I made deliberate choices um, and I take responsibility for all those. And some days in the industry were really great and some weren't, work. but the book itself really talks about my childhood all the way through where I'm at now. Like You touched on the industry also? I touched the ups on and downs. the industry, the ups and the downs, the good and the bad. Like any job, there's good days, there's bad days. There's great scenes that I've worked with. Like Penthouse, I shot three scenes in one day because like two talent had like fallen off and canceled that day. So I was like, okay, I'll shoot a boy girl, a boy girl, and then a girl, girl, girl. Wow. So You're I was there from in. like 4 a.m. until like, you know, middle of the night the next day. It was like a full 24 hours. And I'm like sleeping on set, getting my makeup done, just changing outfits. Like it's just one of those kind of crazy days. And honestly, it was one of my best days. How many films you have under your belt prior to coming back now? It's at least, I mean, I would say it's probably around 500. Jesus. I think there's 260 that are like 
really prominent, but then there's a lot of clips that, you. you know, probably aren't as known. So I would say it's probably around the four or 500 range. Did you inform any of your peers that you are returning to the adult film industry? So I haven't really talked to anyone in the industry other mm. than Brian yet. Like, mm. no talent. Um, I actually haven't really watched porn the mu- much in the past probably five to eight years. So I'm not even really familiar with who is and isn't still in. Um, Tanya Tate and I recently sort of started following and connecting with each other. Um, there's a few people that, you know, I'm so how are you going to get back in? Touch. Are you just going to hit up your, your resources? And, and Yeah, it's not. Diff- I've already talked to Brazzers and like it's not, you know, for me, I don't need to go like the agent route. Right, right, and right, do, clearly you. <laughs> do what I did before. <laughs> you know. um, if it's, I wanted to, I have the funding to just hire who I want and do what I want gotcha. to work with. So for me, it's just a matter of like the creative project itself, like everything that I'm doing. I want to be able to look back and be proud on that scene and that project. So did did. um. Oh wow, uh, you! I I lost my because I'm looking at the next question, and then you said something that made me think um, about it. Did well, wow? Um, let's go here. You talked in a recent interview, in a recent interview I saw with you about hoping not to get sued when the the book, your biography, was released. Why are you so concerned about that? I think it's just a concern of anyone that okay. puts out a book. It's not like a specific person. Uh-huh. It's just. It's more a matter of like, I don't want to hurt people. Like I like to, my motto in life is to leave people in places better than you found them. And so just because other people didn't necessarily do that with me, like it's really hard for me to feel like even if I'm being honest, I'm still sharing something negative that they did. Right. And that's going to live on forever. Right. right? Like that's a piece of history at that point. And some of those people have children and I have children. So I think about like, what are the potential ramifications to their family unit? If I am honest about certain things. Um, So it's more a matter of being mature about it because everything is very raw and real and honest. Um, I didn't talk specifics in terms of names on everything because I did want to kind of leave certain people like obviously some people in life will know who I'm talking right, about, right, right. but I still wanted to leave that air of like, okay, they're safe. Like their kid could maybe be like, oh, I think this might be my parents, but it might not be. So, so Madison Scott joining us on the Boozy Show. Um, when you, 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 you haven't created an Instagram yet. You just created I did. Twi- oh, you did? Okay, yeah. All right. So all of my handles on social media are dash the Madison Scott, okay. except Twitter X, which is XO Madison Scott because right. The right. Madison Scott was taken. So I came back after eight years and I didn't think I was ever going to come back because I did kind of get out and have a six figure corporate job and uh-huh. thought, oh, this is going to be it for me. But then I really did decide I wanted to do doctoral research in this area, in sex and in feminism right. and in uh, like visibility within media and in this topic and talk about the difference between sex, love, and porn in a very um, academic scholarly way. And the only way to really do that research and the ethnographic part of that research is to embed yourself in the community that you're doing research in. So it just made sense for me um, on all levels from a financial standpoint, owning my IP. And then from a scholarly point of view, I do want to be a tenured professor at a university and actually teach like sexuality and right, right, studies. Right. So it just makes sense all around. You, you, uh, the game has changed so much since you were last in here. Was Twitter even around at that time? It was, and I had quite a huge following back then. But I, had, I had my own like Madison. I had all my handles like MadisonScott.com, right. all my social media handles at MadisonScott, and I just got rid of them because mm. I really did kind of like you were throw done. that identity you were away. Done with I, the game, right? Yeah, I, I was done. Um, I had made my money. I bought a house. Yeah. Um, I love my home. It's definitely going to be difficult to rent it out and move back here, but. Um, you know, you go through a journey. It's a journey in life. And so uh, I picked up, I bought new, you know, domain. I picked up new handles and I decided, you know what, this is a massive opportunity for me to reconnect with my old fans, reconnect with new fans, and then also really shed a light on some of the issues that are going on and how we can start dialogue on certain things. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, uh, and that's something that we're big on is bringing the the bringing the the real talk to the light, and that's why you know when we started this show, we wanted we wanted a platform where adult performers could actually, in an intimate way, show who they are, 
talk about the ups and downs of the game. And so the viewers, the people that fantasize about these performers yeah. can actually realize that they're human beings and, and, and right. either take more of a liking of them or they get disliked, <laughs> but it's on them. But still, understanding why it's important for you guys to speak. Being that you've had a hell of a run in the game and how it changed and how creating goals and things of that nature, um, I know you got to be thinking, man, in my prime, what you did then, if you did it now, it would just be stupid. You know what I mean? Ridiculous, like, as far as... So, do you feel like the game owes you because of the you time now? You know what's interesting? I think about the Nana Hartley and the Heather Hunters. Like, man, if these girls would have been able to come up in the social media right. era, OnlyFans, you First, know? I mean... Have I done the math and realized that a lot of the companies, if you put the cent and the percentage on the views and what they would owe me, I think each company, it's around $12 million. Jesus. So, Jesus. I mean, of course, logistically, mm. from a financial standpoint, yeah, I know that I didn't do the greatest job in terms of negotiating a contract back then, but it, it didn't, I didn't know, and it didn't really exist. There yeah. wasn't really an option to Correct. do that. Where now there is, and I think by just even me speaking out today, this allows other adult film stars Correct. to realize, like, I can look at this contract. I can redline what I don't agree with. I can change and negotiate this contract. And if they decide to come back and say, no, this is the way I want this contract, they have a choice, a deliberate choice to say, I'm going to sign this or I'm not going to sign mm. this. Are um, agents pimps? Some, I would say some are and some aren't. I think it's just everyone is different. There's good and bad in every industry. It doesn't matter what it is, any job. Like, there's just good and bad people in the world. And there's people that are very selfish. And there's people that genuinely want to watch other people succeed and, like, climb a ladder with you. And you've got to find those people that genuinely want to help lift you higher and that you can provide value for. I, 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 I um, We're in a world now where... The performers, particularly the females, are using their platforms to call out creeps in the industry. And I'm pretty sure that didn't exist then. And now they're getting people blackballed and you have the whole Me Too movement. What's your thoughts on that? I think canceling people, I think we should definitely trust uh, women when they talk about an experience. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty obvious when they're telling the truth uh -huh. and when they're over-exaggerating right. something. I mean, I think we're in a, a day and age where that has become, we're, we're all doing a very good job of being able to tell when someone is genuine and authentic about what they're saying and talking about uh -huh. and how passionate they are. I don't think that everyone deserves to be canceled. Uh -huh. I do believe that there is uh, an opportunity for change and evolution. Sometimes people truly are ignorant and they need a wake-up call, and they actually do do the work and change. I know that people are capable of that, but I also know that there are people that are very dark in a hole and that are selfish and mm -hmm. that do hurt other people and that do deserve to be canceled. So it really is a matter of looking at, you know, what have they done? Is this something that they're willing to work on? Are they admitting their faults? Right. Are they working on their faults? And are, what steps are they taking to show the world that they deserve another chance? Some of them don't deserve another chance when right. I hear some of the things that they do. Right. Um, <laughs> I agree. It really just depends on what they've done. I think some people definitely, they push it too far and they don't deserve another chance. A, a, a big thing that I've been asking a lot of performers because I'm very adamant about it and I'm, um, um, I'm an advocate for it. And that's raising it to 21 years of age to join the adult film industry. I, think I completely agree, agree with that. Okay. Your uh, prefrontal cortex is right. not even fully formed until right. your early to mid 20s. Mm. So I completely agree. I was mm -hmm. too young at 18. Yep. I am not happy with the content that I shot from 18 to 20. Oh, you start looking at the content from 21 to 25. See I see the difference. Mm -hmm. It's much uh, better. It's just in, in every way. I felt more proud of it. I was much more in control. Yep. Um, but then I also think, would I have been that wise if I didn't have those few years of the industry? Mm -hmm. You know, like, would I have just started at 21 the same way that I started at 18 with no experience? <gasps> I mean, I've really looked at it from every which way, but uh -huh. I do still think, like, we're not even letting people drink until they're 21. We shouldn't be letting them shoot porn until yeah. they're 21. And, and, like, and, and I have an 18-year-old daughter. and Mine's turning 18 in two months. So. I can only imagine her walking... Sorry, I just bought this new shirt and I forgot to take the sticker off. Photographer, <laughs> um, 
I can imagine. I could not imagine right. her walking in a room with a 35-year-old man. And, you know, with all these men, why, you crazy? That's a little girl. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. She's my child. Yeah. She's oh, 17. She's, she's a virgin. Yes, she's never exactly. drank. She's yes. a really good girl. She's got yes. a full scholarship. She's yeah. just moved into her dorm a few weeks ago. I cannot even fathom right. her being her in, room being in the industry. Adults. And right. it's crazy looking back and thinking I already had that her you, at her age and I was already getting yeah yep. it, getting already. into the industry like she's like I don't want kids I want to work <laughs> I want to sing I want to you know play piano and guitar and write songs and be in college and have a life and I didn't get that experience because I was already a teen mom so I didn't get that dorm traditional college experience that she's getting and I'm really really proud of what she's doing do, so do you um the, you're, I mean, you're in the game. You're coming back in the game. You're, you're going to pick who you work with. You're not yeah. just working for a production company. I don't they need put to. People in front of you. Yeah. Got you, got you. I, uh, I own a half a million dollar home in Arizona. I've got real estate. I've got a 401k. I just quit a six figure corporate job as a senior UX researcher, the top UX researcher at a large life insurance company. For me, this is a deliberate decision to kind of pull a tailor and be the tailor of this industry uh-huh. and really uh, take the reins and shoot content and kind of change the game and give other women a hand up and an opportunity to learn financial literacy and give them an opportunity to shoot what they want to shoot versus what other people want them to shoot. And when I do shoot for other studios, it's to lead it, lead those fans back to my content, but also to show those fans of that studio that I'm not just still as good as I used to be, but even better that I'm so small. How, how small are you? Five, one, about 92 pounds. Wow. And you've, wow. All right. Can we talk some adult talk now? Yeah. Okay. Totally. Let's do it. <laughs> Cause you know, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't watch your films, but I, I, I had to understand who you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? And do these young girls know who you are? I don't know. Mm. I actually have no idea if they mm. do or don't. Um, I wonder if they look up to me the way that I had looked up to like the Nina Hartley's uh-huh. of, of then. And Nina and I had talked, you know, I've had really amazing conversations like with Holly Randall's mom, Sue's like, uh-huh. I've been very grateful, um, uh-huh. in, in this industry to have a lot of time with the veterans and uh-huh. the people that, you know, even some have passed on. Um, and I do wonder what the current stars, like who they look to and if I'm someone that they look to, I'm really proud of the content that I put out towards the end of my career. And I hope that they can see that evolution from 18 to my mid twenties and take that as an example and you know me doing these interviews I hope that it sheds a light on the opportunity that they have it's important to have a lawyer it's important to have an accountant it's important to get your domain name it's important to have your social handles it's important to make sure you protect yourself and that you when you want to say no to something that you say no to something so you don't go back and regret on that Mm -hmm. later so you um um (laughs) every time every time I have a question that you say something else that that makes me (laughs) Um, the That's good. yeah, it is. Um, the game, the game is the game, and yeah. when you think about who do you are, you do you have a set of people that you're eyeing that you want to perform with? Yeah, I yeah. think I do. Male a lot or female? Of, both. Okay. Um, both. I think personally, in my in my personal life, I am much more female driven. And okay. It, as Madison Scott, I'm very bisexual, so uh-huh. it really it really just plays on the energy on both sides. Um. I'm a sapiosexual and a demisexual. Okay. Like, I really do... Pansexual? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just want to work with very creative, intelligent, passionate individuals that, you know, I, there are some people in the industry that are very kind of out there, cracked out, not really professional. <laughs> and I really do only want to work with very safe, healthy, professional, mature Especially. people. I have four kids. Yeah. I, I'm going towards a doctorate. I... I really care about my safety, my health, um, teaching the next generation the difference between sex, love, and porn, right? Like you can have sex without love. You can have love without sex. And porn is entertainment. There's a fantasy aspect to it. And many children and young adults are getting their sexual education from pornography. And pornography is strictly fun. It's entertainment. And we need to teach the difference between that. Um, I remember now. When's the last time you've... How long has it been since you've performed in front of a camera? Eight years. Wow. And the first scene you plan on shooting is what? So I'm still, I'm talking with the studios because I know that you only get one shot at that first comeback scene. Mm. And I'm a businesswoman first and foremost. 
So will it be for browsers? I mean, I ended as a browsers contract star. Would it be obvious to come back as a browsers contract star? Maybe. I've, I've considered it as an option, um, but with my OnlyFans, with so many other third-party sites, and also the fact that I know how to build my own type of OnlyFans, because I learned how to code. I got a master's in UX. Like, there's so many unlimited opportunities for me out there. So right now, I've really just been in talks and negotiations and really trying to figure out what is the best way forward and what does that first scene back look like for me and who is it going to be with? So there's a lot of people that have come to me with offers, but I'm waiting probably another four to six weeks before I really make that decision because I think it's really important and it's it's important for women to realize that not everything has to be immediate. Not everything needs to be rushed. Sometimes it's okay to take a step back and say, what do I want for my future? Like this is going to be my first comeback scene and I want it to be explode are you gonna I do wanna, interracial because that's like oh, the most yeah. popular thing now for sure i mean i'm you ready to jump back out there i and mean take big old penis everyone keeps saying you got to work with dread you got to work with dread <laughs> like i get it all the time hold on hold on hold on that's a bit we've had him right sitting in this chair um that's a big man I'm talking about just his size of him, not yeah, the size of his. I get it, but like stuff. I did Monster Cock, I did you Ramon, did. like okay. I can take it. It's like the who, size. Who was is, the legendary size guy that you were with back in your run? Who was the guy? I think Ramon was probably one of the largest. He's was the one. He's got a pearl the at light the end of guy? his dick. He was a light skinned guy, and he, he. I think he played he, both sides yeah, of the fence. He, ah, he I know did. You're talking yeah, about. Okay, he li- okay. he worked a lot in Miami. Wow. Um, Do you remember that? But it, we did. It was an interracial scene. It was yeah. like a monster cock kind of scene. Uh-huh. And he was pretty large and, you know, How'd large and in you? charge. and Large and in charge? <laughs> it, I mean, honestly. <laughs> is he still alive? I have no idea. I don't follow. I, don't, I honestly don't follow up with anyone. <laughs> but, I mean. Because that's what's in demand now. You yeah. know, that's that's what it is. I didn't know that was in demand. Yeah, but honestly, okay. for me, it's it's not about race or yeah, gender no, or anything like that. It's about the chemistry and the scene and, like, I the artistry, it. right? Like, I care about the lighting. I care about the sound. Just like you do with this podcast. Yeah, with, with this. With like, right, I got you. For me, it's a matter of, like, the creative artistry of it. Uh-huh. So am I willing to work with Dread? Am I willing to do interracial? 100%. Like, uh-huh. it's just a matter of uh, getting, you know, that project together and making sure that it's the end product that I have somewhat control over it like I'm I'm no longer giving up creative control because I'm refusing to let people make me look like a clown due to lighting or makeup failures or uh wardrobe failures or that sort of thing that's why you're creating your own content yeah um around the time when production companies was using racial slurs as a part of the script we know what those companies are and 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 they cleaned it up now with the whole movement you were highly active in the adult film industry at that time did you ever get like approached for that yeah i mean i did i did do like an interracial glory hole scene i did the monster cock with ramon like i no did you have to do like participate like in the racial slurs oh. you had to call them the n-word like no, they were doing, okay, you didn't do I, w- I never would have done yeah, that okay, okay. um i was never down for that yeah, i've always yeah. been very intelligent and mature right. i was a sponge when i was on set you even from up. 18 yeah. like i was like what soft boxes are they using? What cam? What Canon Mark? You know, three right. back then. Like, how? What f stop are they dropping down to? Like, I was so in my head about the logistics of what was going on, and like my angles and the lighting, and like the professionalism of what I was shooting. But then there were those moments where you just get lost in the sex and the scene, and sometimes you really do have that immense chemistry with a partner on set as an actress, and that is a beautiful moment. And I I try to just live in the present moment. Who was your favorite person to perform with back in, in your in your run? You know, I had a lot of fun with Johnny Sins. Johnny Sins, okay. Uh, He's going to kill me for this right. one. He blew one of our scenes. I think he was just having a bad off day for Brazzers. But we Blue actually, meaning we, he couldn't keep an erection? We had to call it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like not not even so much that, but I think he was just having like a personal off day. Uh-huh. And it just, we had, to, I got paid. We just had to call the scene. But we've had so many other scenes together that have been just like rock solid. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's just a badass guy. Like mm-hmm. he's so professional. And still, he still really He yeah. really cares about his work, uh-huh. the people that he works with. Um, like Kieran Lee with Brazzers, yep, you know, yep. him and Kristen are amazing. Uh-huh. Um, we all have kids. Like we're all professional. We're all here to do we're a job. <laughs> we're all adults. Exactly. So 
there's veterans that like they're in the same mental space that uh-huh. I'm in that I want to work with. But back then, I mean, I was also really into the kink and BDSM lifestyle back then where I'm not really living in the lifestyle now, but I still have like a kinky side to me. Do you still, are you still having sex? So. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to freak the fuck out when they hear this. So I actually have not had sex with a guy in eight, seven, eight years. Wow. Wow. Um, so the, my first scene back with a guy is literally going to be the first time in a long time. That's going to be a lucky So it's going to be huh? real. That's why I'm yeah, saying I'm yeah. waiting yeah, and I'm taking my time. Are you going to announce that too? Like, hey, this is your first time? It's going to be special. Oh, okay. Like I've even considered like how I want to do this, what I, who I want to do it with. Do I want to do it for myself? Do I want to do it for a studio? Like I'm just mentally going through those motions and I haven't made a decision. So until, I'm, until I make a decision, I'm just taking the time to do the research and also really search my soul and within myself as like, who do I want that person to be? Mm. Mm. I think you and Johnny do that. On with Only women, I do sleep with them in my personal life. Okay. But the past five years, um, I was married to a woman. Yeah. And oh, so you're a full blown. Are you uh, less, but you're a bisexual. You consider yourself yeah, to be. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay, I, I, I slept with both my whole life. Right, it's right, just right. a matter of. Uh, I was married to a woman the okay. past five years, okay. but we really didn't have a sexual chemistry or relationship. Interesting. So we built this beautiful castle. We had amazing kids. We, you know, laddered each other up. It was great. But in terms of sex, it really wasn't like you a couldn't match. Teach? Oh, and you it c- wasn't even a matter of teaching. It was just the, chem- the chemistry just wasn't naturally there, but and we really loved each other as people. But you didn't have, you weren't intimate prior to getting married? Not much. We pretty much like we had sex, like, but we got married like right away. It like was one strap of those, on sex, or it, just it was one of those oral. U-Haul situations. Uh, you got to elaborate. So U-Haul. lesbians U-Haul, like they just kind of like meet, have sex, and like kind of move in together. Okay, and we just did that, and then I had uh, breast cancer surgery, right. and we just kind of just kept on that track of just being together. And I was going to school. And I was working and I had so much going on and we were, you know, so focused on the kids that the sex life kind of took a back seat. And I think people are going to relate to that because a lot of married people, they're in these relationships and they're married, but they're not having amazing yeah, I mean, sex. Uh, this is a common thing in America that's not talked young, about. you're young, like you're not, you know what I mean? You're not 70 or right. you're not I, I have the opportunity now to say like, okay, I'm, t- I'm claiming and taking that part of my life back. So part of me coming back is... Not just reinventing myself, but also really figuring out, like, who do I have chemistry with? Like, what do I enjoy now? Like, what I enjoyed back then, it, you know, may not be what I enjoy now. Like, I was very much into kink and BDSM as a lifestyle back then, but right now, is that who I am? Like, I don't know. I might just want to have sex just for stress relief and to get pounded just for stress stress relief. Now, when I ask you, the, the stimulation, what do you use, a Hitachi? Yes. Okay, I'm so that's your friend. Very big on the magic wand. I uh-huh. definitely have a relationship with the magic wand. I mean, but you don't the a actual penetration. You yeah, penetration. There's no urge for it. it. Really hasn't. Not. It's not that there's not an urge okay. for it. There's definitely been an urge, which I think is part of this resurgence. Right. But it just hasn't happened. And because I really need that mental, intellectual stimulation uh-huh. of somebody on my level gotcha. personally. Gotcha. It's been very difficult to find because I do own a home in a very small town in yeah. Arizona and there's just no one there that's caught my eye that I'm like, you know, if this is someone I would want to. When's the last time you've been on a date? Six, seven years. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> are, do you, are you even attracted to men anymore? Yeah, Matt, uh, Madison, I would say, is completely bisexual. And what, okay, this is a really interesting story, but... I have a one and a half year old little boy from an anonymous sperm donor, but because I'm an engineer, I reverse engineered his face and figured out who he was. I reached out to him and him and I have been talking a lot recently and he's an actor model and a really hot, attractive, smart one. Uh And uh, so, yeah, we were talking just literally right before this and our- Before coming here? Yeah. And our son is actually a lot like him, looks a lot like him, acts a lot like him. And uh, he's someone I could actually see myself attracted to personally um which hasn't happened in a really long time so it's really fast it's a really fascinating story what does madison scott say to the 19 or 20 year old girl that is contemplating on joining the adult film industry this day and time 
I mean, I know you touched on things, but yeah. just a, just a, just a nip it in the bud real quick. I think, you know, you have a, you're so young and you have a, a prefrontal cortex that truly is not mature yet. Uh-huh. You really need to look at what you want your future to be and not look at the present tense and just make a rash decision mm-hmm. because it's, the money's easy to fall into that mm-hmm. trap of, okay, I can make a lot of money really quick, but it's not sustainable unless you learn how to invest that money. So unless you have a really good financial advisor, unless you have a really good head on your shoulders, unless you've got a great agent or you're willing to book yourself or you've got a really good PR person, like it's probably not the smartest move. Like you should do your research. You should talk to other, you know, research, like reach out and talk to other girls in the industry and ask them about their experiences. Like the good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, like all of it and decide for yourself, like, is this something that I can be okay with for the rest of my life? Because it's not something that you can ever take back. Um, my kids will forever have a mom that is an adult film star. That's, you know, that, that is just a truth. And that's why it's so important for me to, you know, explain the difference between sex, love and porn, because entertainment and porn is, is a valid, legal, honest, you know, career, but there are people in this industry that are not in it for the right reasons. Correct. And so it's a matter of doing it professionally in the right way. And when you can do that and find the right people, I say go for it. But if you're just doing it because you need a quick buck, there really are resources out there for you. You know, there's government resources for those specific women that need help that are like, oh shit, I gotta shoot a scene for money. There are people, there are resources, there are opportunities out there beyond shooting sex or doing something that you don't want to be doing that will give you an opportunity and a hand up in life. So it can this industry provide wonderful things for you? Yes, a hundred percent, but you have to be willing to take the risk and understand that there are rewards and consequences to that. The, uh, appreciate it really quick. Can you let him know what your Instagram is? So he can, you can tag yep. her. So as we pro- let her know that their interview is yeah, coming it's Instagram, it's the Madison Scott. The so Madison Scott. Okay. I haven't really started the TikTok. I'm learning. My, <laughs> my kids, like my daughter, is teaching yeah. me how to do the cap cut and the yeah. edits and all that. I'm still like learning, so I haven't really posted. But everything is the Madison Scott, except, except Twitter. Twitter X, which is XO Madison Scott. Okay. Yeah. So I even sure even OnlyFans is the Madison Scott. So. As he's behind this, uh, as he recorded behind the scenes. You um you clearly don't have a problem talking about your past and the things you've experienced and where you're going to the future and your overall intentions on why you're coming back to the adult film industry. You're somebody that has overcome suicidal thoughts and attempts. Um, I would love to know your opinion on August Ames standing on not performing with bisexual men because of the high risk of being infected with a deadly STD, then eventually committing suicide and because of the backlash she got on social media. If she had the opportunity to speak with you prior to taking her life, what would you have told her? So back in the day, I used to, I was actually one of the only performers that I required a 10 to 14 day test Mm -hmm. where when when it was back when it was 30 days, Uh because I knew that people were sleeping with other people and escorting and doing Uh things. And 30 days is a very long time to catch something. And it is more prominent within the gay community, right? Um, So I probably would have had that talk with her. Like I required a recent test. Like you had to go get tested to then shoot with me. It's every 14, 13 days now. Now, now it's two weeks, but I feel like I was a huge part of that within, even within the pandemic. Mm. Like I had already implemented that way back then. That was my thing. Even though everyone else was 30 days, if you wanted to work with me and shoot with me, you had a brand new test. That was vital. Right. So that's definitely something that I I would have told August. Told her. Okay, and then how would you have told her to deal with the back? Like, because to me, I think when she did it, I think it was like 2017 or 20, I can't remember. That's when the cancel, like that Culture. when it started and people expressed themselves on the internet. And she just, I don't think she knew that it was just going to be a fad, like a wave. It'll go away and life will come back normal. They'll forget about you. Somebody else will take their undivided right. attention. And she just reacted maybe impulsively. What, what would you have said to her? Like if she... I'm thinking about killing myself. I can't take people leaving bed. horrific comments under my page. What would you have said to her? So this is actually very personal, uh-huh. but um, my soon-to-be ex-wife uh-huh. tried to kill herself three times uh-huh. in the past 10 weeks. Uh-huh. Um, she's in a 90-day rehab uh-huh. center right now. Uh-huh. I saved her life. She was uh-huh. trying to be resuscitated for 45 minutes. Uh-huh. We had to have uh, thermal imaging drones uh-huh. out trying to find her lifeless body. Right. 
So um, I've experienced this firsthand as a person when I was 20 years old, mm-hmm. which I would never consider it now. Right. Um, I think it's horrible for anyone to get to that low of a place. What I would tell August is that it gets better, that, you mm-hmm. know, when you're sun, feeling that brighter, low, right? when, yeah, when you're feeling that low though, and you're under the water and you don't even see the light, you know, I can, I threw as many buoys and life, you know, best as I could down to my wife. But at the end of the day, the alcohol and the depression and everything else became just so overwhelming. And so I think for some people, it they feel like it's the only way out. It's the easy way out. It's, it's you selfish know, also. It is yeah. extremely selfish, yeah. and um, it's why I'm getting divorced. It's it's why I am choosing to like reclaim myself mm-hmm. and reinvent myself. And it's definitely inspired me to talk about mental health. I'm a full believer in psychedelics for mental health. Uh-huh. Um, here in California, it was just psychedelics were just legalized on September seventh. Um, so if anyone doesn't know that, it was. Um, I do IV ketamine treatments. I've had the same psychiatrist for six years. I would say seek treatment, get help. Like all of us are human. We all have good days and bad days. Uh But to have a day where you feel like you don't want to live anymore, like there are always people that are going to love you and there are going to be people that are going to miss you. And I learned at a very young age, I had a woman uh, named Chrissy Fortner that saved my life Mm -hmm. when I was 20. And um, I've saved many women since. And I think it's important for us to all save each other. We're all one. We're all human. Correct. We are all going to go through depression at some point in our lives and have good days and bad days. And especially peaks, in this in the peaks adult and valleys, industry, yeah. especially in in the entertainment yeah, industry yes. in general. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's just adult. I think just as creatives, I think a lot of creatives are neurodivergent. Uh-huh. I think that creates a lot more complexity to the issue because their brain thinks and operates a little bit differently than a neurotypical person does. Um, but I would tell August that her life is worth living and that people love her and care about her. And it's not just her direct family and friends, but, you know, collectively as a whole that right. we cared about her and her scenes and what she was doing and what she was providing to the world and that we all would have been there for her. Well, that's why I wanted to bring that up so that if there's somebody in the future yeah. and they see the interview, this might help. You know what I'm saying? I hope it does. So it was, just, it was replanting a, 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 a jewel or yeah. a gem. I'm going through it right there. now. Yeah. And, um, no, I appreciate I, your honesty and, and um, you can tell it comes from you can tell it comes from a sincere place. Um, craziest incident you've witnessed or experienced in your time as an adult performer? The very first day I had on set in Los Angeles was with uh, Chico Wang and Haley and it was a murder suicide. So that was wait, pretty wait, crazy. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, if you look it up, Chico Wang and Haley, there was a murder suicide, but that was my first day in Los Angeles on set. I was working, I was the agent was Gold Star Modeling, but I was shooting a blowjob scene with Brian Sherwood that okay. day. Um, things did not go as planned. It was there was like some non-consensual stuff that happened that day. I was 18, right? Like I was kind of taken advantage of and like right after that situation, uh, Chico shot Haley and then shot himself. So I Are was, these performers? They were the like director and another talent that were on set with me that day, my very first day at 18 and they, and, in and Los And it was Angeles. a murder-suicide? It was a murder-suicide. You didn't be like, man, I'm getting the hell away from these people? You weren't like that at that um, time? It made me cry. It made me realize just how crazy the industry was. But at the same time, I, I really did become addicted to the money. and Appreciate the honesty. It's a very easy thing to get addicted to when you're that young yeah. and vulnerable so looking back on it i think i probably would have been a lot more scared because i i think like holy shit now yeah. right with all these instances like yeah. you look at the jessica james like the od and you look at chico wang and Haley, and you yeah. look at august like you look at all these situations and you honestly i don't know how i'm alive how i am so intelligent how i was able to graduate college and get a master's degree and raise amazing kids like my son was president and valedictorian last year like i just feel so beyond grateful to have had the experiences i've had but i've seen some crazy shit go down in this industry and oh i bet whew, i mean if you people, could change one thing about the adult film industry what would that be the objectification of women, the fact that, you know, we're all equal. We all deserve equal pleasure. The scenes should be much more about equality and there can still be a fan, you know, like a right. fantasy entertainment part. 
Um, but I think the scripting and there's even like, even the women in the industry have like fallen kind of captive to this dogma of being objectified and like just letting people do what they want to them. And I think it's really important to have both men and women and women and women and men and men, like everyone just really come together and say like, these are, these are my yeses. These are my no's. This is what I consent to. This is what I'm, I like, this is what I don't like. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to be portrayed. Like these are my good angles. Like there's just so much that isn't communicated and talked about that I really feel like should be. If you could, if Maddox, Madison Scott could take back one thing from her adult film career, what would that be? Nothing, Nothing, because it led me here. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, what was your, let's go back to, let's go to a lighter note. Where is a place that you, in your heyday, when you were wild and free, <laughs> where is a place that you had been intimate that you never expected? A location, I mean. In a highway, on a on a bridge, on a stairway. An elementary school <laughs> pavement. Mm. <laughs> what were you getting down with a teacher? Picking up one of your kids? <laughs> it was, it was, it was just it was just sex at an elementary school. It was dark. It was middle of the night. It was like a midnight kind of situation. There was no one around. It's probably the like crazy. <laughs> You're an adult. Yeah. But what were you doing at elementary school? You were just finding somewhere to get your rocks off? Yeah, Okay. pretty much. And it that's was, something you'll never forget, I'm sure. I will never forget <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean, we've all done crazy shit. It's just, that was definitely one I won't Well, I had one forget. girl say she had sex in a, in a cemetery on. I was like, okay, you're fried. Uh, uh, there's no coming back from that. I would have been thinking about the spirits and all. <laughs> you crazy. Yo, people are crazy. Ooh, but anyway. <laughs> Um, Our, karma's real. I, I believe in karma 100%. Yes. So. Um, vagina maintenance, uh, being that you've had to do that before, are you going to approach how you take care of the, the kitty cat now yeah, opposed to definitely then? different. Back then, I douched, and I was, like, really uh, – I took preventative thing, measures and, uh -huh. like, was really strict about testing back then, which they're getting better about that now, so uh -huh. that's awesome to see. Um, I know California had passed the condom law, so shooting here is obviously very different than shooting in Nevada for a company. When you say passing the condom law, you, you're they, required to wear the condom now in California? Here in California, yeah. That's why a lot of companies and studios are moving to... Vegas? Vegas, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Um, so, I mean, in general, um, you know, I've talked to my OBGYN, and douching is actually, like... With the specific douche that like some that I used to use was not actually the best you know thing for my pH balance. Oh, you didn't use so a like Epsom salt then. So now, oh, okay. yeah, I'm a lot. Ep not Epsom. Is it Epsom? a lot Epsom? more? Epsom? What do you call it? Epsom, Epsom salt. Oh, but okay, like okay. I'm a lot more na natural with what I use now okay. versus um, before. Like I've just grown up, and so yeah. I know how to take care of my body better. Yeah. But yeah, back then it was just like, oh, you douche, and you yeah, know, you take moving. an enema and you just move on with your life, but. I'm very methodical and very thoughtful and like I drink a lot of water and yeah. pineapple juice and like, you know, eat clean and work out and take care of my body and my mind. Did you it's do not anal just your I did. I did oh, my wow. first anal scene for Brazzers. So oh. Yeah, that's another thing I don't like how they get these girls. I've interviewed a few of them and yep. they do their first scene anal and I'm like, Oh, they got you. Yep. Yeah. Ah, uh, Madison Scott joining us on the Boozy Show. Question from one of our regular viewers. Um when you, what was your go-to food after you filmed? Chocolate, chocolate, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Um, you had to have that after a shoot. Most of the time, okay. I mean, it it depended. I mean, I do love sweets. I am a sweets person, but I I do eat clean too. So it's interesting because I have this dichotomy of like I'll eat really 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 clean, but then I'll like totally go for like a really good dark chocolate or a Baskin Robbins mint chocolate chip ice cream mm. or something like that. But I also really enjoyed, um, like, after a shoot, like, I love teppanyaki, like, going to, like, a Benihana or something like that uh -huh. and getting a nice cocktail and having a nice meal and just kind of relaxing and decompressing and uh, mentally, like, going over the thought process of that scene. And I'm definitely one of those critical overanalyzers where I'll be like, I should have done, done this, this or I should have done, done that. that better, like... It's not pr productive, I don't think, to do that. But I did used to do that. So. Did you inform your oldest child and your peers that you, well, not peers, but your friends and family that you're returning? Yeah, so um, all of my kids that are, you know, they're 
one, 10 and 11, one, 10, 11 and 17, almost 18. And they all know, um, they understand at an age appropriate level, what it means. They're all okay with it. They've consented to be on social media, the 10, 11 and 17 year old, um, on my own social media. I have taken a different approach where most, uh, adult film stars don't show if they do have kids, they don't show their kids on their, you know, socials. Um, I have chosen to kind of take the Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton uh-huh. approach and just be like, they have sex tapes, I have sex tapes, I have kids, they have kids. Like, I should be able to show and be genuine and show my authentic anyways, life. So. If we're going to start this transition of mainstream and adult and finding that connection and figuring out, like, doing the research to figure out how do we educate and entertain, you know, the next generation that's coming up, um, Somebody has to lead the way with that, and I'm choosing to be that person. And I don't know what the end result of that is going to be because I can't predict the future. But I'm hoping that by being genuine and authentic and showing the good, the bad, the ugly, the all of it, like the highlights of my kid's life, um, the highlights of mine, also talking genuinely about you know the pain and the struggles of what really mm-hmm. goes on in a personal life and within mm-hmm. the industry um, and within entertainment in general, that people will see that we're all human. Because there's such a divide in the United States right now and in the world, right? Everything is so black and white. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm a this. I believe this. I believe Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. There's so much gray area in between. There's so many spaces where we can come together and agree on something. And so many people choose not to do that. And I think it's really important that we start to find where we can connect and where we can love each other versus why we're so divided. What was a no-no back in your heyday as a performer? Um... Shooting with people that I knew were not professional, not safe, doing stuff behind the scenes that mm. could have potentially given me something that I wouldn't mm. have been okay, okay with. That was, that was a, I was a mom even back then when I, I was, was shooting. A- like I was a, a mom of three even when I was a Brazzers contract star. So um, safety and health was always a top priority for me, and that that's just always going so to be. That the was case. the that was, those were people found their way on your no checklist. Yeah, uh, and any kind of performances you wouldn't have done back then. That was on your no checklist? You know, I did a lot that would be on my no list now that I did back then. Like, I let people really push my limits back then for the money because I needed it. Uh And now I don't. So, it it does make a difference. What was your favorite thing to perform? My favorite thing to perform. Or type of scene. Yeah, my favorite, you know, there was many. Uh Um, Like, there was, I really enjoy rope. Like, I'm kind of a rope slut. Okay. Um, so, I really enjoy hogtied. Um, oh, you like Dom. You like so to be dominated. So, I do really okay. enjoy top Dom energy. Um, like, the past five years, you know, I've kind of been, like, the Dom top mm. energy in the relationship, and I'm not accustomed to that. So, I'm looking forward to kind of having that You had again. lesbian scenes also? I did, oh, yeah. Did? I had Did both. that lead you to liking women? Or It did, oh, okay. yeah. I, I mean, I think I kind of knew from a young age that I liked both and mm-hmm. could go either way like it wasn't really about the gender of a person right, right, right. it was about like the chemistry between the intellectual conversation and the stimulation and just like that natural chemistry that you either feel with someone or you don't right. um and i just kind of fell for the i i totally had mommy issues back then because of my mom i admit it now i didn't admit it to myself then but I fell for a lot of older women that were very aggressive and dominant and kind of top aggressive and uh, used that to kind of fill a void within myself. And then I ended up becoming that mommy. You had kids for Amanda, right? I did. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I'm just making first sure. The okay. three were okay, with my gotcha. ex-husband. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, they were all with a man. Yeah. And then the fourth was with my wife right. through that, IVF. I, that I call it, yes. Yeah. If you could spend a day, if Madison Scott can spend a day as another human being, who would that be and why? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think I would still be myself because uh-huh. I, I genuinely enjoy the ride and the journey and that's what it's all about. Uh-huh. But I think I would probably put myself in a position to be like a J.J. Abrams um, or at least be able to talk to someone like a J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. I really love his work. Uh-huh. Um I think he's an amazing producer director and there's a lot of mainstream director producers that I think haven't given someone like me an opportunity to really be the method actress that they deserve to be. I think they give porn stars kind of like these roles that are very like 
slut, whore, you're the bimbo, you're the right. this. They stereotype them. And uh, I'm actually doing a Lee Strasberg intensive method acting course at the end of this year. And I'm really hoping that I can kind of really create this crossover of mainstream and adult. So I met somebody in everyday life, not in the adult film industry. Do you have somebody? Yeah. Okay. So I would probably, I'd probably trade places with my 17 year old daughter, to be honest with you. Okay. And I know that's interesting, but thinking (laughs) about it, like I would love to see what her day to day in college now is looking like without what I'm getting from her, you know? Cause like I'm seeing pictures and I'm getting texts and that's great. But like, To really live inside her mind and see how I could change or recreate or shape Mm -hmm. or inform her future, I think would be really fascinating. End goal for Madison Scott now. Yeah, my end goal is to leave a legacy of positivity, um, to get into a PhD program that values and sees me for who I am so I can do the research that I want to do on this topic. Um, to advance the difference between sex, love, and porn for the next generation, um, to be a feminist, to really focus on equality, um, to teach the next generation of adult film stars that they're capable of more than just adult film, mm-hmm. that we we can cross over into mainstream, that mainstream right. can cross over into us, that you know it can be about the plot and the script, and sex can be a bonus to what we're doing. So, and then as a parent, like obviously my greatest achievement in life is my kids. I don't think it's what I've achieved. I think it's who I've raised. So I think continuing to raise them up to be really good people and to see what they provide and offer the world is going to be far greater of an achievement than what I can even accomplish on my own. Before we start name job, I just have to ask you, as far as male performers, because I know you've performed with a lot of males, have you ever had any of them use their penis as a weapon? Because I heard I have a lot of women these days say, hey, when I check out a man's work, I'm checking out how they use their penis. If they're using it as a weapon, are they using? Are they truly performing their angles? Are they mindful of the camera? Are they moving? Or are they just ramming, ramming, ramming? Have right. you had? I'm I sure think, you have. I mean, yeah, back then, yeah, I think a lot of the guys, it was really, that's all they did was ram. Mm. I mean, it was just a different girl every day for them, so... For in the beginning of my career from like that 18 to 21 age, I think a lot of them were just like that, but I don't think it was like them intentionally trying to be like that. It just was that way. Like that was the social norm of it. And I think now we're so much more cognizant of it and we're willing to talk about it and open the communication of like how you use it and our pleasure also matters. Like it's not just about you getting off and your cum shot. Like it's also about us. Like we are also a part of this scene and our pleasure matters and our chemistry matters and how you treat us in this scene. And when the lights and cameras turn off, it matters. Like the kind of person that you are makes a difference. And so you know, if guys want to be on a girl's yes list, they're going to show up and they're going to be professional and they're mm-hmm. going to use their penis in the right way right. and and treat women with respect and show them the pleasure and the time, you know, and professionalism that they deserve. You, um, We're going to do name drop, name drop, name drop, name drop. That's when I state names. I'll state two from the adult film industry, um, well-known names. And then I'll state one well-known figure in mainstream society. Okay. And you give me your first thought okay. when I say their name. Nikki Benz. Sexy. Okay. Lee Stone. Longevity. Mm. A lot of performers don't. I'm glad you know. And I figured you would know who Lee Stone was because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know who Lee yeah. Stone is. Uh, longevity. Did you work with him? I believe I did. Mm. Because I did a lot of the parodies um, back then, and uh, I think I actually did like a pizza, one of those dumb pizza parodies. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Or you like, uh, he was delivering the pizza? Yeah. Or- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adult films, if you look at it, it, was a lot more softer back then, and it's just hard now. Why did they take the the intimate, the, you know, the, 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 the love out of it almost, like where it's not so. I don't don't know. know. I I mean, I think because we're in this time of instant gratification where Mm. you literally have like Mm. 10, 15 seconds Mm. to make 
somebody to capture T- somebody's attention before attention. they scroll away. Right. right. Like that's it's true. like TikTok. So they got to give you the. So it's just all about that hardcore action to get, you know what I mean? To really gain that. But I think there are still humans and couples and people that do crave more intelligent, longer content with storylines and plot right. that matter. So hopefully going forward, we all can, right. we can have a, I think yeah. it all matters, right? Some Gonzo content, content matters, feature content matters. Uh, series content matters like all content matters and all content is worth researching and reviewing and figuring out like what is working what's not and how can we make this industry better okay um last one rosario dawson why do you like her so much Whew, she's hot but she's a very talented actress mm-hmm. i mean i would say talent that's that's what okay. i think of talent when i when think, think of rosario okay. dawson is just talent all right talent. we're running out of time let's do moment of truth moment of truth is when i state things if what i state is true you say true if it's false you can say false and then elaborate on why it's false if it's something you choose not to answer you can say pass okay the black couch is infamous for a reason in the adult film world true why because they typically tend to do the whole teen couch casting uh-huh. and it is kind of like what consumers expect mm-hmm. and within user experience, people like to know what to expect and that has become a staple. Mm. You've had a talent ignore your double tap. Yes. Mm. And did you let them know about it after the shoot? Yes. And what was their response? Because I heard some get offended, some people pay no mind, some people apologize. What was most of them just don't give a shit, have not mm. given a shit. And there's actually one that I'm still waiting for an apology from. Uh, you want to say what that scene was? Because uh, they're gonna leave the comments. What scene was it? I want to see. It was a BDSM scene. It's out there. It was with a female, actually. Wow. Female dom. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Wow. Oh, uh, you shot a scene and wished that you would have canceled it after it was finished. Yeah. Uh, public disgrace. Mm. Mm. Or king. Immediately after you finished, you was like, I wish I didn't do this. I had just broken up with uh, a woman that I was in a DS relationship okay. with. And I should was not in a mental state to be shooting that scene. Uh-huh. They fed me an entire bottle of Jack Daniels before that scene. I was blacked out. They put my head in a box. And I have no idea what happened that entire scene. And it's documented? It's all And you wa- And you never went and watched it? Um, I've watched pieces of it and a lot of people still say it's their favorite scene of me, but I really don't have much recollection of it. Were you awake? Barely. Um, but then of course afterwards they make you film this like, you know, I consented to this. It was all great kind of thing. And I was so out of it that I was like, yeah, sure. A whole bottle of Jack Daniels. I'm a 230 pound man and I could not drink a whole bottle. Yeah, I was gone. I'm sure uh, you were. Yeah, that was a really really tough day. I locked myself in the kink armory that night. I was was almost suicidal that night. I Hmm. mean, it was a really horrific experience. And public disgrace. What is that? Like, what is that content? I don't, they don't, they're no longer shooting because of probably all of the experiences of people. Is the content still out there? The content is still out there. Wow. You never tried to get it to, oh, you you can't because you don't own the rights. Yeah, I don't own the rights to it. Uh, Most men couldn't handle, or even women, since you are uh, uh, bisexual or lesbian, um, couldn't handle dealing with an adult performer. Because I always use the ask a man, but women, is it also a struggle for women? Like in a relationship, you mean? Um, I think it's definitely more difficult for sure. I think there's a level of complexity to it. Okay. Um, you couldn't walk the next day after getting pounded out on a set when you were working as a performer. Never happened. Never. Witnessing so many performers, males and females get chewed up and spit out in the adult film industry has made you numb. I would say in the past, yes. Now I'm coming back, I'm reinventing, and I'm reinvigorated, so not yet, but not to say it couldn't happen again in the future, but I was very desensitized to sex and porn and didn't didn't learn the difference between sex and love until I experienced it for myself. Your uh, preparation for a scene will change or has changed this time around. Yeah, definitely. I'm a lot more natural. That's true. Okay. um, A lot more healthy. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is life after adult films. There is. Mm-hmm. I experienced so it. I true. did an eight-year social media blackout, so yeah. true. When it was time for the money shot, you got nervous it was going to land in your eye. All the time, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Prefer? And it has happened so many times. <laughs> like I don't know why I was the person that it always happened to. 
But man, your eyes get red and they hurt. And, and it's you have to keep it open. You can't close you it. You can't. It's just a part of it. I mean, it's a part of being an actress. You're a method actress. You got to do your job. You got to be professional. You got to look like you love it. So if it goes in your eye, it goes in your eye. Mm. But whoo. I've had female performers say they, they tell them, don't, you know, pop in my eye. Put it on the cheek or whatever. And, you know, okay. Um, last one. You have gotten you have gotten burned as a performer, meaning uh, an STD, chlamydia, gonorrhea, because those are the things I usually hear them say. That I got they, chlamydia one time. I actually didn't test. I tested for it personally, not uh-huh. within the industry. They gave me a Z pack and it went away. So yeah, I got I pretty. pretty I got pretty lucky. I think yeah. I was like nineteen. I actually got it in Miami. Um, I'm trying to think. It was like the club scene where I was like coming out of a limo. And there was like a bunch of other girls and I can't even remember who the male talent was, but it was just like a big, massive, like kind of orgy club scene. Yeah. I had a woman, that woman who told me she had caught herpes says she, she believes she caught it from an orgy. Wow. Yep. Um, okay. Um, Madison Scott, we appreciate you joining the show. The camera's yours. Could you let them know what to expect from you and something rare about yourself? I think what to expect from me is scholarly research, amazing scenes, both in mainstream and adult and blurring those lines. And what was the second question? Something rare about yourself. Something rare about me. I think something rare about me is that I have four kids and I do want more kids, despite the fact that I'm still coming back and shooting as an actress and a director and producer. So that's pretty rare. Thank you so much. We appreciate your honesty, your, um, how informative you were and what your overall objective is this time around coming into the adult film industry. And we wish you the best in your future endeavors. And I'm pretty sure you're going to rock out. Thank you, Thank you so for much, joining Dave. us on the show. It's been and wonderful. Yes, I, I hope you enjoyed. Can we Bye, give guys. a can we give yeah, a damn? Totally. Okay, <laughs> Madison Scott joining us on the Bougie Show. All right, let's go do some B rolling pictures. We are checking out, y'all. Bye. Instrumental finished right on time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I knew I was going to get you to give me. The, the truth and I appreciate that yeah.